Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, I pray that you open the hearts and minds of all who are gathered here in this assembly. And all those who are watching us and listening to us from afar. That they will all understand the message that will be shared today. And that this message will have a positive impact on their lives. And increase their faith in you more than ever before. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Please have your seats. God is faithful. God is faithful. God is faithful. I want to take a moment to express my appreciation to God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit for his grace to take up this appointment. I also want to thank our senior pastor and leader of the IPR Church, Reverend Samuel Ufusu Excellence, for the opportunity given me to present a sermon on this special occasion. Thank you, Reverend. Today, as we celebrate the one-year anniversary of the Women of Faith of the IPR Ministries, we continue to say thank you, Jesus, for proving his faithfulness in our lives. We welcome the possibilities and opportunities before us. We believe that all things are possible with our God. Amen. Women of faith. Women of faith walking in faith with Christ. Women of faith walking in faith with Christ. Women of faith walking in faith with Christ. Our ladies are looking very beautiful this morning. Indeed, this reminds me of a statement that was made by a researcher. That African women are the most beautiful women in the whole wide world. <laughs> I love you all. You are beautiful. It is by his grace. It is by his grace. Now, we see women in white all around. And I'm inclined to say that uh, this portrays a shadow of the IPR White Sunday yet to come. <laughs> we thank God. We thank God. Brothers and sisters in Christ, the title of our message today is A Woman of Faith. A Woman of Faith. 
Even though our sermon is titled A Woman of Faith, the issues of faith are of equal importance to men as well. However, because today is Women's Day, I plead that the men will accept that women will be at the center of my references today. Thank you. In this message, I will identify a few women of faith in the Bible and what made them stand out as such. And then I will provide some general characteristics associated with women of faith. It is my prayer and hope that you, my sisters and my daughters, will identify yourself with one or two of these women and the characteristics so that you will pray or, and you will hunger and actually test for these virtues in these women. And I believe that God will grant your desires. Amen. Now, scripture readings. Our scripture readings are taken from Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. And 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. And I read from the New King James Version. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 7. New King James Version. I read. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Now I would like us to begin by defining the word faith. And I would prefer to use the meaning of faith as written in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. And as I just read, it says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. What does this mean? It means believing things. Believing things completely, without doubt, even if you have no evidence to support your belief. You believe things completely, without doubt, even if you have no evidence to support your belief. So, who is a woman of faith? Women, the response to our slogan means a lot. Yes, a woman of faith should walk in faith. And it is with whom? And we responded rightly. We said, well, I don't want to mention the name now, but we know know that the one we are working with is the central character of our faith. We're working with the one who is the central character of our faith. And who is that person? It's no other person by, I know you know the answer already. Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 
So, women of faith, we are walking with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We walk in faith with him. Now, listen, woman. A woman who follows Christ is a godly woman. I said, a woman who follows Christ is a godly woman. And she is a true Christian. And she is a woman of faith. Amen. There are many women of faith in the Bible that are examples of examples for women today. I will urge our women of faith executives to consider initiating and facilitating uh, the studying of the stories of the women of faith in the Bible for our women. Today, we will just make a brief mention of a few of them. Not their full stories because of time, but just some few points to bring out their faith. So, I will mention only two of the women in the Old Testament. That will be Sarah, the wife of Abraham, and the Shunammite woman. And then, uh, in the New Testament, I have categorized them into two. The women who followed our Lord Jesus Christ, and then the women who worked with the disciples of Christ. So, we start with Sarah, the wife of Abraham. Let's look at a brief description of her faith as written in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, verse 11. There's a brief description of the faith of Sarah in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 11. And I quote from the New King James Version. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed. And she bore a child when she was past the age because she judged him faithful who had promised. So Sarah really believed that God is a faithful God. Beloved in Christ, who could have said to Abraham that Sarah would have a child at an advanced age? Only God could have said that. And also, he brought it to pass. Sarah is truly one of the women of faith in the Bible. She came to know that no obstacle is too hard for God to overcome. And also that nothing is too hard for God to accomplish. That is the faith of Sarah. Beloved in Christ, do we have the same faith as Sarah had? I pray that God will grant us the same kind of faith to believe that no obstacle is too hard for him to overcome and that nothing, absolutely nothing is too hard for him to accomplish. Amen. Amen. 
Now we'll go on to the Shunammite woman. The story of the Shunammite woman is found in 2 Kings chapter 4 verses 8 to 37. We're not going to talk about the entire story, but we know that the Shunammite woman, when we read the Bible, she showed genuine hospitality to the prophet Elisha. And her simple, sincere faith led to an amazing series of events. She was blessed with a son due to her hospitality. When the son of this woman died, she went and laid his body on the bed of Elisha in Elisha's room. And she shut the door behind her. And went out to inform her husband that she was going to see Elisha. When the husband asked why she was going to see Elisha at an odd time. This woman responded, it is well. When Elisha saw her from afar, he sent his servant to ask whether she and her family were well. And the woman responded, it is well. How many of us could respond, it is well, in such a moment when the son was dead? She had strong faith. When she got to Elisha, she said, and I quote, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. This woman is trying to tell Elisha that as the Lord lives, that is the Lord God Almighty lives, she has faith in God. And as your soul lives, it means as Elisha lives, she was not going to leave Elisha until Elisha has granted her request, until Elisha goes with her to see her, uh, her son. Brothers and sisters in Christ, this woman believed that Elisha was a prophet of God. And that God who used Elisha to bless her with a son, that same God can use Elisha to restore life to her son. She had that faith. So that is why she stood by her faith and said, it is well. Eventually, Elisha went with her and restored her son to life. Elisha was certainly blessed from the woman's hospitality. And the woman also was blessed um, with a son through Elisha. And at a time when Israel was in difficulty, a period of difficulty, this woman was blessed with abundance because of her hospitality, beloved in Christ, particularly the women. Are we ready to provide the required service to visitors in our homes in a way that will please God? Or when we are told that a visitor is coming, we start grumbling. You answer that question to yourself. 
I mean, are we hospitable? Do we receive visitors to our homes in a friendly and generous manner? The Bible tells us in 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 9, and I quote, And above all things, have fervent love for one another. For love will cover a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without grumbling. Amen. Now go on to the women who followed Jesus Christ. These women were also women of faith. And we'll start with Mary, the mother of our Lord Jesus Christ. She was one of them. Mary was a loyal, faithful, godly woman. And of all the women God could have chosen to bring his son into the world, he chose Mary. When the angel Gabriel came to Mary, telling her that she was to give birth to a son, Mary just simply believed and said, Be it unto me according to your word. Mary trusted and obeyed God's will for her life. And in doing so, she made the greatest life-changing contribution to our world that has ever been made. Had it not been her son, Jesus Christ, where would we be? Mary was the first woman in Jesus' life. And she was his first female follower. And she was his mother. What did she have? Simple faith and trust in God. Now, in addition to Mary, the mother of Jesus, I want us to look at some of the women who were his uh, faithful followers. Uh, Matthew chapter 27 verse 56 says, These women included Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of Zebedee's sons, James and John. Other women who followed Jesus included Mary and Martha, the sisters of Lazarus, whom Jesus raised from the dead. You remember them. Mary and Martha were sincere, faithful, deeply committed followers of Jesus. Occasionally, they even hosted Jesus in their home. These women showed incredible loyalty in the face of hardship and difficulty. At Jesus' arrest and betrayal, the disciples were nowhere to be found. Except who? Apostle John. Peter, Peter had denied uh, knowing Jesus. But not the women. Where are the men? Women, where are the men? They were nowhere to be found. When Jesus was betrayed, when he was arrested, we had women there with Jesus. They were so faithful, loyal to the Christ. 
Because it took great courage for them to follow Christ. These women, these women were unmovable, unstoppable, fearless in the face of persecution. His persecution was their persecution. His insults were their insults. His pain was their pain. Matthew 27 verses 55 to 56 tells us that the women who were at the cross while Jesus was dying were these few women that uh, we have mentioned because of their faith and um, it is Apostle John who was the only apostle, the only disciple who was with them. The rest were all women. At the cross, when Jesus was dying, we had women there. And even uh, when Jesus rose from the dead, it was women who discovered that Jesus had risen from the dead. And they went and told their others, the others that Jesus had risen. Women, you are so incredible. God really made you I mean, God made you and fearfully and wonderfully made you. Amen. <laughs> now, we'll look at uh, the women who worked with the disciples of Christ. There are many women who worked with the disciples of Christ. Uh, to spread the gospel of Christ. That was after Jesus had died and had risen, had resurrected. And the disciples were spreading the gospel. There were a lot of women of faith who uh, worked with them. But there's only one of them I will mention here. And she's Dorcas, who was also known as Tabitha. Acts chapter 9 verses 36 to 41 gives us a glimpse into the life of Tabitha who was known for her good deeds. Said that when she died, many townspeople were mourning her death. Everybody was crying because she was so kind. She was so charitable. She was so good. So everybody in the township was crying. They even brought the garments that um, Dorcas had made, or Tabitha or Dorcas had made for them. They brought the garments and they were crying and weeping and wishing that she would uh, be, be uh, restored to life. So they sent uh, somebody to go and call Peter, Apostle Peter, to come. So when Peter came, God so good, God used Peter to raise him from the dead. God used Peter to restore her life. Yes. Beloved in Christ, let's ask ourselves, will there be any good deeds that people will say about us when we die? We have to be thinking about all this. What will people say about us? That, oh, that woman, she was Mami Jata. That woman, oh, she wasn't nice at all. She wasn't kind. She was very cruel to children. 
you know, what would people say about us? It is very important, you know. So, from what we have heard so far, what can we say made these women in the Bible stand out as women of faith? We see that they showed their faith by their words and their deeds. They were courageous, fearless, and practiced their faith. They loved God. They were loyal, obedient, kind, charitable, hospitable, generous. So now that we have learned about a few women of faith in the Bible, we can look at some general characteristics associated with women of faith today. They are not, what I've written are not in any particular order. But the first characteristic that I've put there is that the women of faith, women of faith are women who love God. They have accepted Christ as their personal savior and put him first above every other thing. Christ is their main focus. And these women, if they, even though they live in the world, they are not influenced by the world. Because they know who they are in Christ. Woman, have you truly believed in Christ and confessed him as your personal savior? This is the first step in being a woman of faith today. Be a believer and true follower of Christ. Woman, do you truly love God? If so, let's listen to his word. Jesus said in Matthew 22, verses 37 to 39, and I quote, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. If you want to be a woman of faith, it's not enough to just love God. You also have to ask yourself, are you loving your neighbor as well? Are you loving all those you worship with in the same congregation? Are you loving all of them just as Jesus said? We have to ask ourselves a lot of questions today. Today is Women's Day. And so, everything is about the women. Questions are going to the women. But these same questions can also go to men anyway. But today, it's not Men's Day. So, I'm on the women. Now, what about the people at your workplace? Who get on your nerves? If you are a trader, do you treat your customers well? Auntie Maggie, do you treat your customers well or you shout at them? People in your neighborhood, your community, extended family members, 
in-laws. How do you treat them? Are you patient with all of them? What about your spouses and children? Are you kind and loving towards them? Remember Jesus said in Luke chapter 6 verses 27 to 28 and I quote, But I say to you who hear, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you and pray for those who spitefully use you. So if we say we are women of faith and we love God and we love the word of God, then we have to do what Jesus says we should do. What about government leadership? government leadership, the church leadership. Are you praying that God will raise them up as godly leaders? Are you praying that God will give them the wisdom and courage to make good choices? Or are you just criticizing? Let's pray for our leaders, whether in government or in the church. We need to pray for them. Do you argue with people who sound ungodly or do you pray for them? Do you just condemn people when they sound ungodly or do you pray for them? Are you reaching out to the sick, orphans, and the needy? Have you identified the needs in your church and your community? The questions are a lot. It is important to know that a woman of faith leaves evidence of kindness and her children are proud of her reputation. It is written in Matthew chapter 5 verse 16 and I quote, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. Amen. The second characteristic of women of faith. They, they should be women who love the word of God. The first one we said, they are women who love God. Now we are saying they are women who love the word of God. We live our lives by the word of God. As Christians, we all know that. As women of faith, the Bible should be our guide. Paul the Apostle tells women in Ephesians. This one, women, please listen. Because Paul was actually addressing women. In Ephesians chapter 5, verses 22 to 24. And I quote, Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands, as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife. Even as Christ is the head of the church and he is the savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let wives be submissive to their own husbands in everything. Amen. Amen. I think we heard that. Women, we heard it. Mm, The wives in particular. Now wives, if you claim you love the word of God because you are a woman of faith, you love the word of God, then are you submissive to your husband? 
do you disrespect your husband and talk anyhow to him because you think you are richer than him? Are you competing with your husband? <laughs> Stop now. Repent now. You are to compliment each other. Amen. So if you've been doing that, stop now. Amen. Repent now. Amen. Because you are to compliment each other. Amen. It is possible. <laughs> it is possible that there are some women here who did not even serve their husband's food to eat this morning. It is possible. It is possible. But they got something to eat themselves. And then they came to church. Some women have refused to forgive their husbands for their mistakes and offenses. Men, is it not true? (laughs) Women, we all make mistakes. We all offend others. No one is perfect. It is only our Lord Jesus who was perfect as a man. His word says that if we love him, we should obey his commandments. This is found in John chapter 14 verse 15. And he asked us to forgive You remember when Peter asked Jesus how many times he should forgive someone who offended him? Uh, He asked whether it should be seven times. And what did Jesus say? He said, 70 times, seven times. Uh, in, In reality, Jesus is implying that we have to always forgive others who offend us. So women, if you truly love God, and love his word. Today, go back home and reconcile with your husband. Amen. Your children. Amen. Your siblings. Amen. And all others who have offended you. Amen. Even in the church here. Amen. When we are we close and we have to share the grace, go to the one you have offended and shake hands with the person. Don't say anything. Even when you shake hands, it means it is accepted that you have reconciled with the person. Yes, <laughs> now, what have I said to the women? I, what, what I have said to the women is the same thing I'm saying to the men also. Mm, it's the same thing. Uh-huh. Now, if you don't do this, you will be hurting yourself, my sister, my daughter. If you don't do this, if you don't reconcile, you are hurting yourself. Repent now. Forgive and love if you want to become a woman of faith. God loves you and is ever ready to forgive and accept you. Amen. It's not too late. If you are not yet married, I just want to advise 
that be humble. Because we were, we were really addressing the wives. So if you are not yet married, my advice is that be humble. And do not dwell too much on the physical appearance or financial status of the young men who are showing interest in you. Did you hear what I said? The young men who show interest in you, you are often looking, dwelling so much on their physical appearance and on their financial status. Life is dynamic and things can change at any time. A young man you see today who is lenge lenge, tomorrow you will meet him and he is looking good. But at that time, he has gone for another woman because you were bluffing him. And a young man who hasn't got money today, who knows what God has in store for him? No condition is permanent. God is capable of doing, changing the lives of people, particularly if they are men who love God. God can change their lives. And they will also be rich. Amen. Yes. So what I was saying is that you shouldn't turn this man away, but be friendly and be prayerful and be wise. Do not think too highly of yourself. But keep your body pure. Amen. I'm still talking to the women who are not married. A woman with God at the center of her life is a good candidate for a wife. So let God be at the center of your life. Amen. Have faith in God. And believe right now that you will have an encounter with the right man. Before the end of this year. Amen. Yes. Uh, and it shall happen. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You also get married. Amen. <laughs> Characteristic number three. Women who meditate on the word. Women of faith are women who meditate on the word. It is written in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. And I quote, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. We even uh, talked about, discussed this at a Bible study this morning. And this means that women who meditate on the word of God and become doers of the word, their way becomes prosperous and they have good success. Mm -hmm. Now, characteristic number four. Women who trust God and declare the word. So women of faith are women who trust God and declare the word. It is written in Job Chapter 22, verse 28, and I quote, You will also declare a thing, and it will be established for you. So, 
light will shine on your ways. So then, a woman of faith is a woman who trusts God and believes what God says, declares God's word, and lives her life by it. They declare, they don't just declare God's word. They declare it and live their lives by it. Characteristic number five, which I've put down here, is women of faith are prayerful and true worshippers of God. If we truly love God, women, if we truly love God and we are true worshippers of God, we should cultivate the habit of regular attendance to church service. Church prayer meetings, prayerful, you should have a prayerful lifestyle and involvement in all church activities. You don't call yourself woman of faith and then uh, on Sunday morning you are sleeping. Relaxing, watching television. You have to come to church and share the word with other believers. Woman, I'm now asking you the question. Why have you stopped assembling together regularly with other believers? You know why you have stopped assembling together. Is it because you think people are gossiping about you? Some people think people are talking about them. People are gossiping about them. So, mm, I won't go anywhere. I will stay at home. Or, well, I'm going to another place. They try many places. But is there any place where there are human beings and there will be no gossiping? All you have to do is that as a woman of faith, you have to close your ears. Ignore what you hear. Focus on God. And do what, don't do what others say. Remember, we are accountable to God as individuals. We are all accountable to God as individuals. So why do you have to pay heed to what others are saying? Just focus on your God. Just focus on your God. Mm? Focus on your God. Don't pay attention to what others are saying about you. Because you are accountable to God as an individual. Women of faith, characteristic number six. Women of faith are women of noble character. They are humble. They do not exalt themselves. Instead, they are willing to give themselves to be whatever God wants them to be. God being their helper. They do not hold grudges or take up offense. Women of faith are those who forgive and love. So we should always forgive and love if we want to become women of faith. We should forgive and love. Woman, I'm asking you another question. Do you hold grudges against anyone? Are you feeling bitterness Because someone has offended you. And I'm repeating. You are hurting yourself. Repent. Forgive and love. 
characteristic number seven. Women of faith are courageous and fearless. As a woman of faith, remember to take God's word and act on it. Our papa has been saying that a lot. He loves it. He says, take God's word and act on it. Women of faith overcome fear and gain courage by believing and speaking the word of God. Apostle Paul wrote to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7 that God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. There are many verses in the Bible that can make believers courageous and fearless. They include the following, which you may write down and read later. Isaiah chapter 35, verse 4. John chapter 14, verse 27. Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. Matthew chapter 6, verse 34. Psalm 23, verse 4. We all know that one. Romans chapter 8, verses 38 to 39, etc., etc., and so forth, and so forth, and so forth. There are a lot of verses that we can read and encourage ourselves and will not be afraid because we know the God that we are serving. Characteristic number 8. Women of faith are confident and influential in society. To become a woman of faith, we should have a strong sense of confidence that whatever we want to achieve, we can achieve because we have God who is on our side and helping us. We should live our lives with passion and purpose. That is, we should have a desire and a love for the work that we do. When we have love for God and we have love for people and we have love for service we render to God and to others, we will become influential in the society. All for the glory of God. I will repeat that. When we have love for God, we have love for people and love for the service we render to God and to others. We will become influential in the society. All for the glory of God. Amen. Amen. Characteristic number nine. We should, women of faith should hunger and thirst for the Holy Spirit. So, women of faith should be women who love the Holy Spirit. If we ask for the Holy Spirit, we shall receive it. We shall receive Him. I'm saying we shall receive Him because 
we know that he is him and not it. Uh, if, if we look at uh, the Luke chapter 11, verse 9, it is written that we should ask and it shall be given. We, sh- we should seek and we shall find. We should knock and the door shall be opened unto us. And that when our son gives us bread, this was Jesus talking. When our son gives us, asks us for bread, we will not give him a stone. When he asks for an egg, we won't give him a scorpion. And when he asks for fish, we wouldn't give him a serpent. And that even we who are evil, we know how to give good things to our children. How much more, our Heavenly Father? Will he not give us the Holy Spirit if we ask? So we should ask for the Holy Spirit. We should hunger and thirst for the Holy Spirit. And we shall receive it. Because God wants to give the Holy Spirit to us. But we should hunger and thirst for him. And we shall receive him when we ask. As believers, women of faith are led and empowered by the Holy Spirit. It is written in Romans chapter 8 verse 14. And I quote, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. And when the Bible refers uh, refers to, when the Bible says sons, uh, it refers to uh, both men and women. Okay, so, beloved in Christ, particularly my sisters in Christ and daughters in Christ, in summary, to become a woman of faith, we should be women who love God, we should be women who love the word of God, we should be women who meditate on the word of God. We should be women who trust God and declare the word. Women who love the Holy Spirit. Women who are prayerful and true worshippers of God. Women of noble character. And women who are courageous and fearless. Women who are confident and influential in society. But before we can become all this, We need the Holy Spirit. We cannot do any of this by ourselves. We need the Holy Spirit to help us. We need the Holy Spirit to help us. I would like to end my message here. As I urge us to remind ourselves that wherever we are, it is time to wake up and become active and take the word of God. And act on it. Because faith without works is dead. So if we don't become active and we just talk talk that we have faith, we are just deceiving ourselves. Faith without works is dead. So we should be active. We should take the word of God and we should act 
upon the word of God. And as we put our faith into practice, we may encounter some challenges that we cannot fix. We should not be discouraged. We should never, never, never give up. Our immediate action should be to pray to God and ask God for the grace to accept the things that we cannot change. The courage to change the things that we can and the wisdom to know the difference. Have faith in God. For God will never, never, never fail us. Amen. Amen. Please, shall we be upstanding as you say this prayer after me? Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. Please help me. Please help me. To know when to speak. To know when to speak. And when to be quiet. And when to be quiet. God. God. Give me words of wisdom. Give me words of wisdom. As I speak to others. As I speak to others. Lord, Lord, direct my eyes, direct my eyes, and keep them focused on you alone. And keep them focused on you alone. Lord, Lord, turn my eyes away from worthless things. Turn my eyes away from worthless things. And preserve my life. And preserve my life. According to your word. According to your word. Lord, Lord. Strengthen me, strengthen me and protect me and protect me from spiritual and physical attacks from spiritual and uh, on my faith and my family on my faith and my family in the name of Jesus Christ in the name of Jesus Christ we have prayed we have prayed and we believe that it is done and we believe that it is done we believe that we have it we believe that we have it because this is the confidence that we have in God because this is the confidence that we have in God. That whatever we ask. That whatever we ask. According to his will. According to his will. He hears us. He hears us. And because we know that he hears us. And because we know that he hears us. Whatever we have asked now. Whatever we have asked now. We know. We know. That we have it. That we have it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.